Celebration ain't worthless, your generation. This is John Barnett. And this is Terrence J. Welcome to Generational Curse. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. You know, Generational Curse is where we break the curses, Terrence. Bring the walls down one generation at a time. Breaking curses. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a really, really interesting and thought-provoking topic mm -hmm. that Mr. Doug is going to be the lead man on. Uh, just full disclosure, we are not in a debate. We're in a conversation. Mm -hmm. That's and right. if you want to see a debate, because our, our subject is basically atheism, atheism in America. And uh, a lot of times these turn into pissing matches and yeah. even amongst Christians. And so we're going to open the floor because we want to hear. And I've always, I've, I'm excited, Doug. This is like <laughs> powerful to me. I really like to have good conversations about controversial subjects, you know, and mm -hmm. talk things through, think them out, whatever. So this is really a true blessing to me. And me and Terrence are Christians. Yeah. Doug is not. <clears throat> no, I'm not. So, uh, but as you guys didn't know that. See? I think they knew <laughs> <laughs> some of the topics. But and we do hammer the church pretty hard. And I, I'm, I'm going to say it every time. And probably listen in, people would think that we have issues with church, but, you know, or any kind of religion. But. That's not the case, man. We try to be fair. We're not biased. Yeah. You know, uh, if I have issues in my house, I'm going to say it. You know, I got issues in my home. But mm -hmm. if I don't, then, you know, I'm not going to disclose that. But same thing with the church. A lot of people don't say that they have issues in the house of God, right? They don't right. say that. Everything is fine. Just come on in here. Give your tithe. <laughs> Everything works out, right? No, it don't, it's, it don't work out like that. Man, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, man. I just had this thought. You know, I was talking with a guy I used to work with. And just to show you how blindly people follow, we were talking earlier about the human mind. So I was asking this guy. He happened to be a Roman Catholic. And I said, so, okay, what about all that persecution? And he said, well, they had to do what they had to do. Mm. And, you know, you start thinking through, it's like, okay, I mean, they had the, the Iron Maiden where they closed people into the, you know, it was, it was a, a thing made of steel and iron, and it had these knives in it. Mm -hmm. And they closed it in on you, and then the knives would cut your body, and you drop in the river. Wow. Or, you know, the Bartholomew Day Massacre, mm -hmm. where they massacred like 90,000 people. Wow. <laughs> I mean... And all over a difference of religious belief, these folks were not criminals in any sense of the word. Right. They just didn't agree. And he said, did what you had to do. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> anyway. and, there, and there are, to add to that, there are a lot of religious wars out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that used to be the only war, pretty much. Hmm. You know, uh, Atheism in its rawest form is like the new kid on the block within the last, I'm not saying there weren't people that didn't believe in a God, right. but as it stands now, it was not accepted, number one. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, <clears throat> let's just face it, man. The church was the driving force mm -hmm. 
So not only was that not accepted, but pretty much if you went against the church, period. So you said the world was round. <laughs> Galileo was brought up in the Inquisition, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that had nothing to do with the doctrine of God being God, you know. So, right, right. so atheism, atheism is kind of like the new kid on the block. Most of the wars that we know of, the Crusades and all that stuff, mm-hmm. were religious wars, either either Muslim or led by Roman Catholics. You know, right. one of the two. And then you go throughout some of these other. There, there are other conquests and stuff like that. But I'm saying the the big ones that we know about, mm-hmm. and they won't even tell you. I forgot to mention this on one of our podcasts, Terrence. But our foreign policy is based on an interpretation. In the book of Daniel mainly, our foreign policy in the Mideast hmm. is a biblical-inspired foreign policy about us protecting Israel. Correct. So, and then we're protecting a lot of stuff. Israel's people, man, I, they kill people. <laughs> and we're saying they're God's people. Mm-hmm. So we're good with that. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, am I am I make saying anything that's false? Most definitely. No, you know, it's uh. So anyway, I, I just want to bring out the fact, you know, Go and we're gonna transition and, and get into this thing for for brother Doug here, uh, but America, what you brought out, it started all as a Christian nation, you know, uh, using things out of the Bible, the principles. I do believe that starting out, it, it was a Christian nation. So now we're starting to see that it's getting away from those biblical principles. So transitioning into question for Doug would be for me, where did you begin to, have you always thought about atheism as far as being no God or what? Or did you were you a believer? And it just transitioned into saying there is no God or... So my whole thing is that I am not going to be a part of something, anything that isn't 100% bulletproof in its ideals, ideology, the rules. The rules of the game have to make sense to me for... How's that your phone do? I don't think so. Wow, where'd that come from? (laughs) That was Satan, man. <laughs> Must have been. You should, that was your phone? No. 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 I don't think I was it was on silent. Man, that was crazy. <laughs> it was. Was that a video? Was you know how those things pop up on the internet? An advertisement? Uh, yeah, but in, I, I didn't touch this. It's like, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, let me exit out of this, man. Let me, let me, let me just, because right. I, I don't think that was from the laptop. But anyways... That was crazy. But go ahead. Okay. Roll back. So my whole thing is that I'm not going to be a part of something that isn't 100% bulletproof in its rules and ideology. If it doesn't make, if any part of it is contradictory or it doesn't make sense or there's some rule that is very nearly impossible to stick to, then I'm like, okay, no. Mm -hmm. Let's step back. So... For me, as frivolous as it might sound, the reason why I decided that, like, religion was BS and I wasn't going to believe in it was because of the no sex before marriage. 
Just as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, like, how can I ever live up to that? Mm. I was like, I want that all the time. Right. Like, that was, like, the one thing I thought about the most more than anything. I was like, Jesus. Okay, so if I do that at any point before getting married, like, I have a girlfriend dating her, it's probably going to happen. It's like, am I, I going to be damned to hell even if I marry that girl? Mm. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's that's what the rule says. So, like, is this really something that is worth believing in? And to me, at the time, I said no. I still say no. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, since we're you know, talking about the Constitution and governments, atheism has no place in a governing body. Every time atheism is... At the foundation of a government, it's communist government, and people die. Like, a lot of people <laughs> die. And the reason why that is so maleficent is because when atheism is at the core of a country, even if it has a constitution, you're basically saying that any rights that you have are not given to you by God. They're not inherited. They're not inherent to your being, to you existing as a human being. They're given to you by the state. Therefore, the state can take those away anytime they want. Mm-hmm. So that's my mixed feeling about atheism is that it provides no value to people whatsoever. It's purely nihilistic. Is 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 just death, like, like to myself. I'm sure to others, it brings more peace knowing that there's nothing, and that when you die, nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. Than to be worried about your actions and what consequences might follow those actions after death. So, so what if there's a misconception about all that? For an example, the sex before marriage, and then, you know what I mean, like, after you die, you know, what if there's a misconception? Would you still be open to hearing the opposing, the oppositional, you know what I mean, of that? So I, I go out of my way to listen to religious figures and to people who are religious and sort of have their worldview shaped by that, because mm-hmm. there is still value in religion even being an atheist, so, the one thing that I found very important over the last five, six years, really made me a little bit longer than that, was the idea of values. I found that not a lot of people have values or even know what those are mm-hmm. or how to articulate them or to even think about them. And religion provides values so it is good to listen to people who know a lot about the bible and know a lot about the stories because mm-hmm. there are stories in the bible that have have value and are teaching a lesson mm-hmm. like good lessons that are just how do you say there's the parent they're self-evident mm-hmm. right right I don't have any lessons in particular in the back of my mind to talk about, but 
Just in general. Just in general, mm-hmm. yeah. So were you brought up around religion? Mm-hmm. Like, did your parents it, go it to was, church or your grandparents? My, my grandparents went to church. It was kind of up to me whether or not I wanted to go to church. It was more like, your grandma's going to be so disappointed if you don't go to church with her today. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I guess I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't so. your personal decision. It was just kind of go along with the with the status quo at the time. Well, it's not like I didn't like my grandparents, so. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel bad not hanging out with them. I was like, okay, I'll go hang out with my grandparents at church, whatever. So, maybe I sounded like, it made it sound like it was more begrudging than it really was. Do I want to be there? No. Yeah. Especially once I started having these thoughts and figuring stuff out for myself, I was like, ah, this is not for me. Yeah. That's not to say I've never been to church since then. Mm-hmm. Normally, I go every Easter, just hang out with my uncle. Um, so so there's three types. There's the non-religious, non-believers, and the agnostic. So you don't sound like you're non-religious, like, you know, against religion, because you were just saying, like, there are some biblical truths in which you, from the Bible, um, but it does sound like, are you in the category of a non-believer and the agnostic? So For me, there is no fence sitting. Like, you have to choose one or the other. Right. So, being agnostic is not something I would ever identify myself as mm-hmm. because I feel that way about it. It's like pro life and pro choice. You can't really be both. You have to pick one or the other. Right. It's like, okay, so it's, it's more complicated than that. Like, I don't believe there's a God. Mm hmm. But I believe the people that wrote these stories, wherever they got them from, however they happened, it's obvious that there's some lessons that they're trying to get across that are true. And that's not even to say that I really fully understood why they were true. Mm-hmm. It was just them using their eyes and seeing, okay, this is how the world is. How can I make this relatable to common people to get them on board? Because one of the other things is that in society you have to have some kind of fabric that holds your nation together, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the problems with America is that because we are such a melting pot of different ideas and people, religions, creeds, we are easily subverted and our values can be easily destroyed from within mm-hmm. by outside actors mm-hmm. because we don't we don't put any limits on what we can see here right we don't put any limits on what can be talked about here what can't be talked about mm-hmm. so as messed up as it sounds places like north korea and china they have a much more unified people and viewpoint. Though I will say that I think some of that's starting to change. People are waking up because there's literally people like screaming out their balconies because they have no food. Because <laughs> that's where communism gets you. <laughs> gets you no food. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> but So you're uh, not an activist. Like you're not uh, a person that's out there saying 
let's take God out of school or uh, remove all vestiges of God from the public eye. <clears throat> you know, there's... So, like, this is America. So, depending on what town you're in, like, people you're around, you're going to see different stuff. And if you're in a county where there's like a heavy religious focus, expect there to be some that in the school, that's mm-hmm. just who is there, right? Right. So that's the majority of people in that particular area, you know? Yeah, so yeah. like that. That's why we have the what do they call it the. Electoral college, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we have each state has different populations, so in order to even that out, you have to like give each state certain amount of votes depending on the population right. after everyone has voted, right? Because otherwise, it would be California and New York making decisions for everybody in the middle, right? And everybody in the middle would be pretty pissed off. <laughs> That's how it was. <laughs> Seems like it's that way anyway, but yeah. that's another topic. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, um. So, and I, you I, are a millennial, right? Yeah. And so are you finding you have a, a big group of friends that's leaning to atheism or agnosticism, or do you find that it's just kind of a big mix across the board? So the people I grew up with are atheists. They don't, they don't believe in God either, but they also have a very little compass about where they're going, mm-hmm. right? And they do whatever they can to distract themselves to not have to think about it. And if you guys are listening, no, I love you. But man, <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could be more helpful for you. Yeah. So. So, are you attributing some of that to? Well, it's. It is lack of religion, right? Because honestly, I think America would be better off if we went went back to that. We need America needs a set of values and stick to them. Because right now we don't, mm-hmm. right? Like I was saying, there's no unifying fabric other than we are American. And I'm doubtful that that is enough to keep us together. So, so like, what if, you know, hypothetically, if, if there was, could you say get back to that? Basically, that old-time religion that's good enough for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so going back to that, um, what if there was this uh, day of worship that that was passed through legislation, and would that be enough? Do you think that would be enough to go back to that set of? Values and principles, I guess, if they made a national day of worship that everyone would have to go, no matter who you are, atheist, agnostic, non-believer, uh, you would have to go and learn uh, these values and principles in what you were talking about. 
I don't think that'd be a good idea. I think that would just piss people off. <laughs> we you'd have to make it more palatable than that. So the thing, thing the thing the thing I do with people is because I I've sought out mentors and found mentors over the years. And I've gotten a little piece of the puzzle every time I talk to somebody new, right? Mm-hmm. So one of my mentors, he talked to me about like the three aspects of life that you have to focus on. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you will be successful. You will have like everything you need. And those things are business, health, and love, right? Okay. So I explain those to people you know, that I like, that I feel like will listen to what I have to say. Right. So business is your business. It's like your financial health, your career choices, meaning like what skills are you choosing to learn and how are you applying them, mm-hmm. like the, that type of stuff. Health is just your physical health, right? Because you, you, if you have nothing, you have your health and your reputation, Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's your health and business right there. That's really, really important. Mm-hmm. And then love is not necessarily romantic love. It's brotherly love. It's like the three of us getting together and doing this podcast and talking about different concepts and different topics. Because every time we get together, we're learning something new. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's that sort of love too. So if you can incorporate all three of those things into your life. And align your goals within those three things. Just don't do anything else that doesn't align with those three values. Mm-hmm. Then you're golden. That's all you gotta do, right? So that's how I make the idea of values more pal- palatable to people. Because you hear about those same values in the Bible and in other religious texts. You'll see that, right? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. So, if we can find a way to instill that type of thinking into people, that would be good. Unfortunately, that's not what the school system is used for. No. (laughs) It's to create employees. Yes. One of them. them. (laughs) The... the, uh, I think where a lot of people miss the mark, so to speak, on the term religion, because <clears throat> you meet a lot of uh, spiritual people, I'm going to use that term, mm-hmm. that say, I'm not religious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or I don't believe in religion. Right. Or religion has caused all these problems in the world. And I usually tell people, you're probably more religious than you think. It's just let's define the term. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're saying I'm not going to church, I don't sit and read the hymns, I'm not mm-hmm. paying tithe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is the man-made popular version. That's right. Right. Whether it's Buddhist temple or my father was a Buddhist, Muslim. Taoism, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're mainly talking about a set of practices, right? And doctrinal beliefs that you subscribe to, to said religious group. Mm-hmm. 
But there is a biblical definition that I think most people don't know about that I'm going to say it, but, you know, if they think about it, it's like, that's religion. Hmm. And I think that's where <clears throat> this concept of godliness has gotten so convoluted and so just mixed in with stuff that was never intended to be there. Right. You know, just, case in point, man, let me just give a real quick point. Last week was Easter, right? Was it mm. last week? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Easter is supposedly the resurrection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Correct? Correct. Where the bunnies and the eggs come from? <laughs> What's that got to do with Jesus? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. And you mean you mean to tell me all my, all my chocolate bunnies? <laughs> That's right. Got, what's wrong with that? <laughs> and your bunnies ain't quacking, and your <laughs> ducks ain't hopping. You know, it's there are things that have been mixed in over the years. Mm -hmm. We're gonna talk about hellfire. That's one of the things you had mentioned. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, that had came into church dogma for control. Period. If you if you do the research, it was used to control. All right. But the biblical definition is found in the book of James, chapter one. I think it's 27 and it says true religion mm -hmm. is to take care of the fathers and the widow and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. That's right. Say that again. To take care of the fatherless and the widow. So meaning those who can't help themselves, the oppressed, the poor and to keep yourself clean. Mm -hmm. And that is the definition given in the Bible of religion. But most people don't point to that when they, they go, Pastor so-and-so or this our church. Yeah, yeah. church, we've been around for a thousand years or whatever, yeah. and that's pointed to as, and then to the traditions that go along with that mm -hmm. are seen as religion. Right. And in the past, Jesus fought this tooth and nail. He was like, you guys have your traditions, but you're worshiping me in vain. Hmm. You know, and he brought out a couple of things back then. Like you could just say this phrase, uh, Corbin, <clears throat> you could say that phrase to the priest and you were no longer obligated to help your parents. <laughs> but, but you could give your money to the church. To, to, to that, that's how that worked. I mean, so and the, it, uh, it's those things where people are going, ah, I don't know about this religion thing, which then leapfrogs into, what did God, if, was, is God really like that then? You know, is he, is he that kind of a God of being or, you know, and I challenge people to, okay, well, do you actually like doing those things? Mm-hmm. You, know, you like helping people? Do you like not seeing people oppressed? And mm -hmm. guess what? If you say yes, you're religious. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. well, yeah by that definition, you would. <clears throat> so, so good and evil. Does good and evil exist, though? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Far more evil than good, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a structure here in the United States. And I'm pretty sure in every government, in every country, in, in every continent, if you steal, what happens? 
Well, in California, nothing. <laughs> well, what's up to a certain value? Right, right. Well, what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to either go to jail, right, or get prosecuted, right? Get prosecuted or uh, return what it is that you have stolen. Uh, same thing for murder, right? I mean, people get off on countless. You know, I don't want to bring the police in this thing, but uh, but no one is tried today. For, I mean, there are some people who are tried. A lot of people are tried for murder. Uh, but you're supposed to get prosecuted, go to prison, or, you know, do those things. But you brought out there's far more evil than good. Do you think that there should, do you think that there are consequences? Let's just say if there is a, another life, uh, or if there is a God, do you think that there will be consequences for the evil that man has done? You know, that's a, that's a hard question to answer because I've never spoken to God. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that he would care. He wouldn't care? Maybe not. So, and are you saying, like, the consequences from cumulative, cumulative actions? Yeah, yeah. For an example, let's just, yeah, I'm going to use me for an example. You know, I don't want to <laughs> get in trouble <laughs> if I use somebody else. All right. Um, I'm living this reckless lifestyle, okay? You know, uh, I'm robbing banks. I'm uh, molesting children. I'm just going crazy, ballistic. Mm-hmm. I'm just in, 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 inhumane in society. In, in society. So, uh, will I have my day of judgment if if I'm getting away? If I'm getting away with all these acts and all these crimes, do you think I will eventually have my day of judgment? If if the courts won't, if the courts can't touch me, or if you got high friends and yeah, that's right, high friends and high places. <laughs> Probably in a way that you wouldn't expect. Mm, but I'm rich. Not sure that I'm balling, Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is Will Smith, and we see like what's going on in his life. It's like I don't know. I don't want to get into the whole. Will Smith thing, but mm-hmm. from what I've heard about him and little bits about his career, it seems like maybe he's made some choices that he shouldn't have made and he's reaping those consequences now. Mm-hmm. And that's what set off that smack. And not so much the joke, just everything else up to that point. Right. Mm-hmm. He broke. I mm-hmm. think they, I saw somewhere they said he broke this dude's eye, man. Back in the day, oh, he punched somebody. Really? Yeah, I mean, messed him up bad. Mm. And then this this was year this this was pre Jada. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Will Smith was a gangster like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you believe in the concept of like karma? Karma, yeah. Okay. All right. So what what you put out there is going to come back on you. As far as I can tell, that's how it works. Okay, and that is a we the the biblical term for that is sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, Doug, most times when you hear that, it deals with money. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so you see, that's right. But no, Reap the <laughs> it's, it's actually <laughs> dealing with good and evil. Right. Where if you you put good out there. The way the laws of the universe are set up, at some point it's going to come back to you. 
You know, now here's the weird thing about it. <clears throat> you may not get the direct benefit of that necessarily. Correct. But it's going to come, it's going to do way more good than the evil that was meant against you. So, uh, Gutenberg, the Gutenberg Press, mm -hmm. he never printed one book off his own press, man. They stole the patent from him, stole his idea, the man died. But look how much the entire world mm -hmm. has benefited from his invention. You know, so the overarching good came in a torrent, mm -hmm. in a tsunami, you know. Was it really good, though? <clears throat> yeah. You made a tool for mass control. Well, that's, that's, that's one way to look at it. <clears throat> All he did was put, give the mechanism to put thoughts on. Because uh -huh. yeah. before that was oral tradition. Yeah. Right, right. Well, it wasn't before, but well before that was oral yeah. tradition. Yeah, yeah. But then writing, writing has always been around, you know, for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then he just made a mechanism. But the context of that is he was pretty much going to print Bibles at the time that the church didn't want Bibles printed. Right, yeah. And right. they were saying, you go through us or there's nothing uh, else. Yeah, like, you guys don't know how to read this. Just listen <laughs> to what we say. Right. <clears throat> and so his his invention allowed many people to get free, of which two documents that we subscribe to, Magna Carta and the Constitution, based their foundational mm -hmm. principles on. Yeah. So we could argue without that, we might still be, you know, I don't know where me and Terrence would be. <laughs> man, to be honest, <laughs> you know, and you know, man is is corrupt. <laughs> man is corrupt. We are. We we have our ways, and you know, things that are created for good or for a great purpose it always turns out for evil. You know, for an example, the internet, right? I mean, it, it was information highway. That's what it was called when it first came. Information highway. Oh, we're on this information. You can get all mm. kind of information you need. Now you can get pornography. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Now you can get drugs. You know what I mean? It's just so many things that you can do with, with this internet, man. It, but once when man gets their hands on something and it's good, then it becomes evil. For example, healthcare. Healthcare is a great thing. Mm -hmm. Great thing. Yeah. But they make all of these synthetic drugs <laughs> because it produces billions and trillions of dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with making you feel better or even curing you. It's not even a cure. No. It's a practice. <laughs> <laughs> They're practicing. So just getting on the fact that we have evil, you know, I, I do believe that evil does not, uh, evil exists because, you know, that you got this, uh, this man or this pie in the sky person who is uh, poking people to, either do evil or make them do good. I do <clears throat> see that the Bible has a way to produce uh, a, a moral and a spiritual and a, um, basically it will give you a, a, a perspective in life in which you need so you can get off that road of evil. Like you're saying, some of the biblical principles are nice. Uh, but I do think once when man opened that book <laughs> and he looks at it and says, oh, we can have slaves? Hmm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have some slaves. But he didn't read the rest. Right. Or, or he did and tore it out. Yeah. 
Read the rest. <laughs> Seven yeah. years, you're supposed to let that slave go. Yes. And when you let him go, you're supposed to pay that slave. Mm-hmm. He tore it out. <laughs> so he can keep his money. You know what? Matter of fact, God says we can share crop. <laughs> <laughs> so I do believe, again, once when man gets a hold of something good, they always bend it and then it becomes evil. So do you believe in, uh, is man inherently good or inherently evil? Hmm. Like make, make all things equal. Like, no, let's just say there's no poverty, no sickness or anything. Just everything's level across the board. Will given a hundred years, will things turn out worse or better? I'm about to say evil. So, man is inherently that, that's a yes. Okay, Cause that's a complicated answer to that question because it's not just inherently good, inherently evil. You have to look back to the beginning, right? Because when Adam and Eve ate that fruit, mm-hmm. they found that they were vulnerable. They found that they could see into the future and they found the knowledge of good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. So when I say they were able to see into the future, I don't mean like like scrying with the magic ball or some mumbo right. jumbo like that. I mean like like what we do every day. It's like you know you have to pay your, your phone bill next month, right? Mm-hmm. You know that in a week, you're going to have to get more bread, right? Right. So you're constantly having to solve these problems. And it's because of that. It's because you found that you're vulnerable and you have to always be sacrificing today for tomorrow. Otherwise, you will die. Hmm. And some people refuse to look that far into the future or to even acknowledge that. Hmm. So they do whatever is quickest. Whatever gets them through that day. Yep. They never think about tomorrow. The present. Living in the present. So therefore, so I, I would, think I think we need present truth. Or some kind of present knowledge that will get us to that future, right? No, you already have it. Where where is it at? Where you get it? You you know. Like you it's like you know later today you're gonna be hungry. You know that, right? Yeah. So you know you're going to have to find something to eat, prepare it for yourself. Hungry now, dude. So, <laughs> so that that's the present truth. It's not hard. It's just you have to be disciplined. Hmm. Are you saying people don't acknowledge that, even though they have the knowledge, but they just they choose to ignore, choosing to ignore it. Yeah. <clears throat> and they want, they want to do whatever is expedient and fun at the moment, and damn tomorrow. And that's probably the greatest thing you could have because you're not, it's not just about you either, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like whether they actively do it or not, like my girlfriend relies on me, my family relies on me, right? Yeah. They think, like, my son, he's got to go out there and make it for himself and do good stuff. That way, when we're old, he can help us too. Mm-hmm. We helped him at, like, we front-loaded that help at the beginning, and we're going to expect that back in the future. I wish it worked that way. That's just, that's just how <laughs> it's going to be. 
So, is your girlfriend atheist? Yeah, I believe she is. She and I don't talk about religion that much. Really? Hmm. Though we did have the values conversation when I first met her. And okay. she was down with that, so maybe she's more religious than she thinks she is. Mm. Most people are. Yeah. They yeah. just don't acknowledge that part. So let's take a quick turn here and talk about politics and religion. Because there's always this clash of God versus anti-God, right? Mm. You know, specifically in issues like abortion, mm-hmm. where the undergirding of abortion, uh, or I should say the, the main group that's pushing pro-life is Christianity in this nation. Mm-hmm. And the main group that's, that's pushing pro-choice are those who don't really subscribe to a Christian worldview. I'm not saying they don't go to church, <clears throat> right? but that's not pushing their uh, their agenda, basically. So, do you see a point where there can be some agreement on this, or do you see a point where there's a war coming between? Because we've been in this culture war for a, for a while. Mm-hmm. Is there an apex coming in your mind as an atheist where one is going to try to dominate the other, or? Is there coming this point where there's going to be this shaking of hands? And, and I'm talking about politically. There will be no shaking of hands because with that matter specifically, really what those arguments are or are you going to submit the right to live or not, mm-hmm. right? Because the thing I've seen going on with the pro-choice side is they keep pushing the deadline up, right? Mm-hmm. You have to fact check me on this. But I believe in Colorado, it's legal to have post-birth abortion. Hmm. We call that murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the correct term for it. You can get away with it. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's something that's been talked about for months and months now. I've I've kept hearing. Mm-hmm. So I could be wrong on that, but I know the I governor believe. in in uh, Virginia was pushing that for a while. Not this current one, I don't think, but the prior one. Mm-hmm. He was on record saying, "Hey, if they're born, we can." He got a lot of backlash for that. <clears throat> deservedly so, as is such an evil thing to do. Well. Uh, it is. It, it definitely is. Like you were talking about uh, communism. You know what I mean? <laughs> they 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 do it. I mean, was it one one child, two child? You know, household. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they were to have kids, guess what they do with the other child? Kill it. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's where we are. I think that's where we're we're headed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where we're headed. Yeah, I think it's like the Georgia Guidestones thing mm-hmm. that we had brought before with uh, having to reduce population to, what was it, 500 million? 500, yep. So there's two ways to look at that, right? Either mass genocide or we go with the law of Luke and say more is more, right? Mm-hmm. We got more people. That means we got more computing power. Mm-hmm. That means we can get off the planet 
and take a bunch of people to another planet and start there too hmm. and just keep going mm. but for whatever reason that's not that's not what's being pushed no it's the, not. the people in power would rather just kill people mm-hmm. take their food out for themselves because it's it's equality for the few at the top mm. equality for the rest of them too but their equality is zero they could split zero mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so this Article says they're not aligned up to nine months in Colorado. This is politifact.com. We'll look more into that, though. And plenty of people believe in that. That's that's not some weird, way out idea. A lot of people believe it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, kill the baby. I mean, that's that's just, that that is a fact. Yeah. I'm begrudgingly pro-choice. Simply because I don't think that a woman should have to carry the baby of her rapist. I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And I also don't like the government being able to tell us to do whatever they want with their bodies. Right? Yeah. But you are a conservative? <sighs> or you identify with some conservative viewpoints? I'm not sure that I identify as conservative. Definitely in the middle. You're liberal? There, there's some things that I'm more left on. There's some things I'm more right on. Right. <laughs> He's got blue on, man. Right. <laughs> I was messing with Right. Because the college we were at, it's, it's a liberal. liberal uh, yeah. Very, very liberal. Yeah. But no, um, church and state, do you believe that they should be separate? Or do you think? Believe, think, whatever. Should they be separate, Doug? Perhaps. Like I was saying earlier, if there is no religion, you have to be bound together by some common identity, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I suppose you could call it identity politics. Uh, but the way that is now is so corrupt, it's only meant to divide us. The only identity that matters in America is that you're an American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Right. So, I guess I've never really thought that hard about separation of church and state. Should the church be making rules for everybody? No. And maybe, I suppose that's where I think the separation of church and state comes from, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically the main deal. Is like we can't have the Catholic Church telling us what to do. Right. You can't put it in the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the Constitution is twofold. It's, we are a government without a king and without a oh, pope. Dictator. Mm-hmm. So the rights are guaranteed by God. We're governed through the people. That's what it's supposed to be. supposed to be. Uh, until we get out there protesting and rioting. But mm-hmm. technically, we the people. there's no state church and there's no one person that dictates politically. That's the simplest way I can state yeah. how things are. And it's supposed to come, all of that is supposed to come from underneath and our leaders are supposed to 
do what's right based on the will of the people and supremely what's outlined in the Constitution. That's the way it's supposed to go. But uh, so <clears throat> it's not a theocracy. Right. And it's not a dictatorship politically. Although mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like both. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, separation of church and state should be a thing. I agree with that. Though, so, like I said earlier, if if being American is not good enough to unite people, then I'm not sure how people can be united without a common religion. That's one of the downfalls of being a melting pot and having so many different cultures Mm -hmm. coexist together is that you just, if they don't agree on at least some things and say, hey, we at least agree on this, let's let's stick to that as being like the, the glue that binds our society together, then I'm not sure what hope there is for unification in the country. Do you ever see the world getting better? Like, do you see some point in the future where we all just get along, for lack of a better phrase? (laughs) Utopia. Yeah, utopian society. You got to put a D in the Y and chop off the U for that one. <laughs> More like a dystopia. I think people could be fooled into thinking it's utopia. It's not. Mm. So like, it'd be one man's version versus an organic version of it. All I can say is I hope people uh, have enjoyed staying in their houses and eating barely anything for two years because mm. we're probably going to see more of that. Mm-hmm. We would have to agree with you on yeah. that, Doug. That's just a stark reality. <clears throat> yeah. I want to bring out, uh, I do believe that church and state should be separate. Uh, just looking at those biblical principles, uh, especially happened in Babylon. I mean... <laughs> When the king makes a, de- a, a, a decree, <laughs> a law, puts it into practice uh, based off of everybody bow down and worship this, this golden image, mm-hmm. dealing with worship. No false idols, man. No false idols. But the king made a decree. If you, if you don't bow down and, and, and worship, he was just saying worship. It, you, could, you could have bowed down or you could have your former worship, whatever. You were just paying homage to this image. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, what happened? You would be killed. Mm-hmm. Thrown Better. in this fiery furnace. Uh, yeah, we see a lot of that today. Exactly. So when church and state comes together, this is what you're going to see. I think, you know, biblically, like you're saying, those inspired writers got together and wrote these things. And you're like, what were they trying to tell us? Mm-hmm. They were trying to tell us that... When these, when this power hook, when these two powers come together, church got power, man. The church has power. So does the state. So does the government. And when they come together, it's going to be a power that none of us can battle. None of us can fight. Where, where, where could you run to in Babylon? <laughs> if you were thrown in. I mean, Nowhere. I'm running. I'm running from, <laughs> from Nebuchadnezzar. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. Who, who was on your side? Uh, who can help you? Yeah. No one. 
No one. I, that's funny you bring that up because I, I was thinking a lot recently about uh, people really, really wanting public transport and not wanting to have to drive cars. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, that makes the it makes it a lot easier for the government to control movement and just wipe out train cars like that. Yeah. If that's what you really want. Mm-hmm. It's like some people just don't understand what having what kind of freedom a car really gives you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's freedom of movement that is uninhibited yeah. you know you can put some bigger wheels on your car and go off-roading if you really want to right mm-hmm. right so yeah that's just, I guess that's just something to think about yeah uh, the thing with the false idols and being decreed to worship them I've seen we've seen so much of that the last few years with BLM diversity and inclusion it's like none of it is genuine and if you submit to any of it in any way it automatically gives them the leverage to chop off your head (laughs) right you can lose your job very easily to be canceled like that Mm-hmm. And there you go. Good luck. I'm not sure if it probably depends on what industry you're in, but I'm sure people have been blacklisted and they just can't find a job working their profession. They're forced to do something on their own. Oh yeah. There's, there's more. Th- these are just different ways, man, of, of bringing about control. I hate to say that, but uh, if they can't find one way, like your, your credit score mm-hmm. can't keep you from getting a job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what does it have to do with your, your work, work ethic? Anything. Zero. Friend, yeah. I, I guess I was exp- <clears throat> I was explained by an employer because it was the same for me. I asked him, why Why do I have to have this? Oh, I mean, we, we want to make sure that, you know, you, you're not going to take the company credit card and, and pay off your bills. Mm. I'm like, man. <laughs> what, That's what, so what, bogus. <laughs> when, when will I ever have access to your company credit exactly. card? Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you might want to, you know, take the, and go get gas, Terrence. Like, man, I pay for my gas. You reimburse me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. can I have the job? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yeah. what about you, John? Do you believe that church and state should be separate? I believe, yes. If you just look at history, mm-hmm. anytime there was a theocracy, it mm. didn't end well. It just didn't end well, man. No. <laughs> it just did not. Now, as a follower of Jesus, I would say if he was the leader, different story. Oh, but yeah, then yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. that's where there's no sin. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole different conversation. Right. That That's the intent, actually, is to get rid of sin, mm-hmm. and then he's the leader. But evil men tiptoe into power. I don't know how they're able to do this. And it doesn't matter if it's in a mosque, if it's in a temple, if it's in a church. Somehow, it's actually rare that you have a benevolent, powerful leader. It's really rare. Yeah. You know, you usually have some version of something. So, in the old saying, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, if you believe you God. What's to stop you from acting out the godlike 
mm-hmm. you know, yeah. qualities that. So yeah. I personally think the Constitution in America was put together to allow freedom mm-hmm. of religion without dictatorship from religion. Uh, yeah, that's the whole thing of Protestantism. I mean, the Protestants. That was yeah. protesting uh, Catholicism based off of what you're saying, dictating leadership and all the other stuff. Come over here, we're Protestant. We're protesting that. Yeah. But recently, John, well, not recently, a couple years ago, we heard that the Protest, the the, the, pro, the protest is over. Protest is over. In other words, that you— We're going back to the old way. We're going back to the old way. That's what they're saying. And who said this, matter of fact? It was um, the church. Yeah, that was, uh, what's my man's <laughs> name? The big time, uh, Kenneth Copeland? Yeah, Kenneth yeah, Copeland. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they had a big, huge, um, like, conference, multi-denominational. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the one guy, his name was Tony something. Uh, Tony Britton? No, no, no. No, nah, that's the, that. the prime minister. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this guy was from England. He was an Anglican, I think, then that became, he, he may not even be an Anglican. He might, he might have followed Ken Copeland's ministry, but uh, he became Rome Catholic. And so they worked together for this uh, ecumenical. Tony Palmer. Tony, Tony, Palmer. Tony, Palmer, yeah. Tony Palmer. And he got up and said, protest is over. So, the, and people forget the whole protest. It, it, not only was it doctrinal, mm-hmm. people were dying. It's not like we had some disagreement. It's hey, man, you books. believe in the Trinity. We don't. Right. No, it was if you don't believe this is Jesus' body in this wafer, you're going to burn at the stake. If you don't believe the Pope had, is inerrant and that Mary is the mother of God and the intercessor between God and man <clears throat> and these other sacraments, you're going to burn at the stake. We're going to bring you up in the Inquisition. That there's <laughs> thousands of years, hundreds of years of history of, of that happening. So history. When we say Protestant, it's not a it's denominational now, but back in the day, it was true protests against the abuses. Yeah. That was taking place. Yep. Our government is designed for that. Mm-hmm. We can protest governmental abuses, workplace. Racial, that's right. Gender, you name it, uh, uh, religious, with the ability to address these wrongs in a civil manner, yeah. peaceable, mm-hmm. and without supposedly anyway, without having to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> that was really the the intent of it, you know. That's right. So <clears throat> the problem is, man. The problem is this. What do you do with humanity? I'm talking about human thinking. That's the whole issue. Somebody is going to want what you have. And they're not going to want to use the right way. They don't want to bring money. No, no, no. They don't want to negotiate with you. They want to take (laughs) what you've got. I I believe there are nations in the world that want to take what America has. I, I, can, I can see that. Just because we just have a lot of it. I can see it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't, you know. And you have to deal with the human condition. And that's what kind of, that's why I subscribe to, I don't even call it religion. 
I subscribe to an authority that has said, I can fix that if you let me. Yeah. But it's all a choice. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's never force you to love God, force you to believe in, in a God. It's here's the principles. Do you see enough in those principles to say, okay, I think I can get with that? Mm. You know, I, I don't believe God ever intended to remove all doubt, I think, because if you're a Christian, you would have to admit that there's a faith element to your belief system. I cannot stand it, man. When these guys get in these debates, I saw this debate with uh, what's the guy there? Richard? Was it Richard Dawkins? No, I was the one that died. <sighs> I can't remember his name, but anyway, um, the debater, the the atheist guy, was like, "Admit it. It takes faith." <laughs> <laughs> he would not answer me, man. I'm like, "But that's what you believe. That's in your core belief system." Yeah. You believe there's a faith element to God. Right. Else you wouldn't believe in God. You can't mm-hmm. see him. You can't touch him. You know. Yeah. And that just that just burns me up, man. So and I took the long walk off oh, the no, short that's plane. All right. That's all right. No, that's all right. <laughs> but, but you brought out a great point, which makes me respect <clears throat> Doug and his theology because Doug doesn't attack us, attack us for being believers. I mean, Doug listened in on the podcast, and he knows, okay, I, I know these brothers, they believe in God, and mm. but he doesn't attack us. And a lot of, so, and a lot of atheists, agnostic, or whatever it is, non-believers, uh, and it goes in both ways, plays, you know, it goes both ways. Christians right. attack atheists, and atheists do the same thing. But Doug and, and we, we don't do that. There, it, it doesn't. When we found out, you know, uh, Doug was like, I'm an atheist. We, I mean, come on now. It wasn't no, oh. Brother, here's the Bible. Bible. (laughs) Read this. Go to Genesis. That's where. No, it doesn't work that way, you know. And and I definitely believe that God does not operate that way as well, because you know, in in my Bible, I don't have a special Bible, but it says that He lets it rain on the just and the unjust. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter with God. He still blesses. He still loves. It says God is love. It doesn't say God is love to a certain group. God, it doesn't say God loves Christians. God is love, shows love towards, you know, his people. It just says God is love. He loves everyone. And you can see it based off of Doug is blessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doug has his heart. He has his breath. Doug is in, in, in excellent condition here. Looking at getting married in the future. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're seeing about that one. Wait That's a minute. Girlfriend, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, just, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's hard for a lot of people to do that. So we're breaking this generational curse when it comes to uh, religion, man. When it comes to having a conversation about God, it's a healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not forced. You know, we're not arguing. Yeah, there's no cue cards. Doug's not reading <laughs> off a teleprompter. No, right. no. no one's pinning me down, making no. me say things. No. So I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned earlier about, uh, <clears throat> and I know we're probably getting close to our time to close it out, but uh, something to the effect that sex before marriage, you felt like you couldn't subscribe to the rule 
because you feel like what's taught is if that happens to you, you're burning mm-hmm. hell, right? Right. What is your view of hell? Like what what do you how how has that come to you? What what is what do you think about that? I guess if I were gonna describe it in a few words, it'd be eternal torment and damnation. So I guess another way to think about it, this is what I understand from the Mormon belief, to be in heaven. Heaven is not a place. It's proximity to God. So to be in heaven is to be near God, right? Mm -hmm. So when you die, you go and you're near God. You're in his presence eternally. So to be in hell then, from that perspective, would be to be away from God, right? You're not in his proximity. You've been outcast. You're just... You're still alive? And empty. But are you alive or... Well, I suppose if you're dead, by default, you're dead. So Cause It's interesting you mention that because yeah. I, I just spent a lot of time with an LDS guy. Oh, really? I was out in Utah two weeks ago. Matter of fact, he gave me a Book of Mormon. Mm. <laughs> so I could probably look that up. But he was mentioning something like that. Uh, he did say, if I remember correctly, he said, those who had knowledge and completely rejected are the ones who actually burn. Mm. So if anybody knows anybody or you're in a persuasion you need to correct me, feel free. But that was my, it's like levels, like you're saying. You got the one closest and then separation, and then there was one, because I straight up asked him, what about the burning part? Right. And he was like, yeah, if you... Just totally reject Jesus, and you had the knowledge of him, mm-hmm. then you you toast basically. Yeah. You know, my thing too is like, who knows? You're dead. <laughs> 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 who knows? Who knows if there's life after death? You're dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear these people with I, I call them outer body experiences, but they say that oh, I died and I went to heaven. I died and I went to hell. But then you woke up. Yeah, so you weren't dead. <laughs> you wasn't dead. You know, <laughs> I know my mother is dead. My right. mother has not came back and said, son, this is what heaven's like. I was making Jesus pies. It, 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 <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it does not work that way. So, you know, it, it, no one knows. But biblically, you know, I, I do believe that God shows us in the word of what it's like, because they, they bring out many Bible texts dealing with, you know, uh, life after death. And it never says that <laughs> you're up in heaven or you're in hell, you know, you know, going around. It, 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 I, I definitely agree with Doug is that you're dead. You're dead. You, you're just dead. Mm-hmm. So is that fearful type thing? Fearful type thing? Yeah, if, if hell burning forever. What do you Does mean? that invoke fear? Mm. I suppose so. Were you scared yeah. when you heard about it? That's why you didn't wasn't getting busy. Mm. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I don't know. That I was as much scared as I was disappointed. Mm. 
Man, I don't it's, know if I can enjoy sex, man. If I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, I'm going to hell. You know what I mean? That's not So enjoyable. the screaming from your lady reminds you of hell. Right. Instead of pleasure. <laughs> you want to touch her. Uh, yeah. So, like, I don't even really necessarily disagree with that rule, right? Because, like I said, there's things in the Bible that make sense. It's mm-hmm. like, if we look at that rule scientifically think like okay well if I were the one who would make this rule what would be the reason that I would be doing it right Mm -hmm. it is very very important to have a cohesive nuclear family Mm -hmm. if you don't have that Mm -hmm. bad things happen oh yeah right so if you're getting around getting on you can never really get that glue bonded tight enough mm-hmm. to really even start. So I think truly that rule is more meant to say like, hey, don't be don't be hoeing around. Mm. Like pick somebody, get to know them, and make that decision very very cautiously because yeah. things can go south real quick. Oh, yeah. Especially in America. <laughs> Especially in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do who you want should be the whole of the law. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite. Right. So, Doug, if we were to introduce Doug without the atheist mm-hmm title with you and people were hearing this conversation a lot of people at a minimum would say I don't know if they'd say you're Christian they would definitely say he's a moral person yeah they'd say he's a moral person he's a spiritual person mm-hmm. and there is a scripture where Jesus said you are not far from the kingdom you know it's 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 very interesting your concepts I was just listening to a program yesterday and this was not an intention it just so happened the best what they were talking about. Uh, the the question was, do you need God to be moral? Hmm. And they were explaining Doug hmm. to the T. That's pretty. Because <laughs> the way this is the way they were explaining these guys are all four pastors. They all used to be atheists themselves. I mean, died in the wool. Hmm. Um, but the concept which I'm not speaking with Terrence, but I believe he believes the same thing, is that God works on humanity, not just Christians. And he's fair across the board. That's right. The blessings go on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. So there's there's been people whose lives were saved in countries, let me, let me say missionaries, whose lives were saved in countries where they were trying to spread the gospel by people who did not know Jesus. But the people put their life on the line and gave their life for these people who had an opposite belief system because they had morality in their hearts. Mm -hmm. At some point, they listened to God. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't believe God is so narrow 
there, there's a huge belief system in evangelical Christianity that if you are born in this world and you don't accept the gospel and you never had an opportunity to accept it, that you're going to hell. Mm. No, fault of your, no fault of yours that you were born. Mm-hmm. But so what? There's this scripture that says, he that hath the son has life, he that does not have the son does not have life. And they take that and they put a really narrow interpretation on it. And so if you happen to be born in a Muslim country, a Buddhist country, or some other country where the predominant religion is not Christianity, and there may be you never hear about Christ, right. they say, oh, well, uh, and I don't believe God is like that. That's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't. Yeah. I don't believe because I just came in this world by no existence, by by no choice of my own, mm-hmm. and I live better than a Christian who, like we talked about one of our podcasts, the BTK <laughs> killer man, <It's, laughs> would take people to church and kill them, man. He was <laughs> praise the Lord. You know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't believe that <laughs> Crazy. God is that narrow to where he's going to go, sorry, um, you didn't do all these lists. And I firmly believe in God. I firmly believe that he has a law called Ten Commandments that, that works for every culture. Some cultures have different adaptations to it. You have, you have polygamous cultures. They still don't agree with adultery, though. <laughs> so that priest has ten wives. Mm-hmm. If they step out, that's adultery. You know, so the principles are there is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. even though the practice ain't right. <laughs> you know, there's some areas where still it's probably okay to a point. True. The undergirding is, is the law of God written in, in man's heart. We can point to scriptures that say yes. Across the board, everybody has a knowledge of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody, doesn't matter where you're born, do you heed that light is the question. So let me get off the pulpit a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking offering. <laughs> but I think as people listen to you, they're going, hmm, I just learned something today. And I'm talking about people that have religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. I think they're listening and going, I'm not, I'm probably not as moral as this guy. That's right. <laughs> I'm not a spiritualist. <laughs> you know, I'm still cheating on my wife. I'm not no. even thinking these issues through. And a lot of the messages in the Bible, they were directed towards the church. Yeah. He said, I came to save sinners. And who did, where did he go? <laughs> That's right. Where did he go? He went to the church. <laughs> That's right. So, again, yeah, I, I don't, I can't judge. I, I've, I've done it all. You know, we, we've all fallen short, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, yeah, I just, you, you brought it up. That was my point. best stuff, man. Yeah, uh, no, just... Sorry, man. You, yeah, I know it's so good, man. I had to, I had to throw a little salt in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a little more. But no, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. But, you know, anyway, uh, that is not to say that we, we hope, Doug, that our example to you would show what Christ is like. You know, words, words mean nothing anymore. Mm. You know, people can say a lot, 
but we hope our example is to the point where Doug goes, you know, the little bit I know about God in the Bible, I think those guys are trying to live up to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then where you take that is between you and God. Hmm. You know, but it's, it's impact that I'm wanting to have on people more than just some fleeting moments of emotion and, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, at the end of the day, man, everybody bleeds red. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just, it just, you can't get around it. I don't, we all die. We all put on clothes. We sit on the toilet and poop. We eat with a mouth. You know, it's, it's not a whole lot of difference between people. No, no. It's not. Nope. But we act like it is, you know, right. and then so a lot of the religious fervor that comes out is not a, the differences are not based on actual true seeking knowledge. It's based on personality clashes. You know, I'm going to start this religion. God told me, no, you had a run in with the pastor or (laughs) your wife left you or, you know, I mean, even the, the, the Muslims have different denominations. Yeah, they do. It's yep. not this block thing like people mm-hmm. think. No. They have the Sunnis and the Shias fight. Yep. Wars. Yes, they do. <laughs> so to me, that's a human condition. It's not a religious thing. You just done found a way to corrupt nuance that. Somehow. Yes, corrupt it. That's a good word. And then so... And then now we have on the scene the baby, the new kid on the block, atheism, and it can really be used. I'm not saying atheists use it. I'm saying Christians can use atheism as a straw man for what they're not doing or what they're not supposed to be doing, you know, or making it a scapegoat for an agenda to control power mm-hmm. and to put that power on other people. Mm-hmm as opposed to living this life and saying, hey, let's try God from this angle and see if you like him. Mm. And if not, I still love you anyway. That's right. You know, that, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Love, the big one is the, is the overarching, selfless, I'm going to do for you if you hate me. Love your enemies, right? And what Jesus said, yep. if they hit you on one cheek, and believe me, that would be, Really hard to do. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and speaking of that, man, and, and I mean, was that, was that the break the curse segment, John? I mean, it can't be. Man, can't you, be. You was hitting it, bro. I was going to ask you how to break the curse, but you went there. Oh, but uh, that was pretty good, man. What a tie that. No, but um, <clears throat> you were hitting it, man, because I heard of one testimony. It was powerful, man, about a uh, Christian who was in prison. And, you know, he's walking around with his Bible, you know. Uh, he's not telling everybody, beating his chest, so I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, I love Jesus. He's just walking around with his Bible. And he's sitting there, you know, reading his Bible, and the guy comes up. He said, man, you, do you believe everything in that book? He was like, yeah, I believe everything in that book. So the guy just hit him, bah, right in his face. And then, so what do, you, what do you think the other dude did, man? I would hope nothing, but they are in prison, so he probably should have done something. Yeah, <laughs> he just turned the other cheek to, so he can get hit on the other one, and then you know what the prisoner told him, the guy who hit him. 
What? He said, man, now I know you a Christian. You're a true Christian. You know, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, by the examples that we show. You know, we show that we are Christian. Doesn't have to, it does not have to do with anything of, of someone seeing us pray five times a day. Mm-hmm. That's not a knock on any religion. But I'm just saying, like, it, it, we don't have to be seen praying five times a day. You know, we don't have to be seen uh, walking around with a Bible. Are we living the things in which we believe? Are we practicing the things in which we believe? You know, it, again, it, you don't have to be in the church to practice those biblical principles. Right. And what you were talking about. Doug practices those things. I mean, I, I definitely believe that. You know, I believe a, a lot of people who do not, who pretty much hate God, they still practice practice those, you know, biblical things. One minute they might find themselves next to God. And God be like, well, well done. Like, what? What do you mean, well done? Who are you? I'm God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I just think that, you know, breaking the curse is, not trying to get people to read your Bible. Breaking the curse is you have an opportunity to live out good, but we always choose that evil. This time, choose the good, and then you might can get somebody to read your Bible. I'm talking to the Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to those you know in religion who always trying to force any book down your throat. Read it. Read it. Read it. I see how you acting when you read it. I don't want to read it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. Look at look how you acting. I don't want to read what you're reading. Because I don't want to be like that. I'm fine where I am. Hmm. And I see that. There, Doug is fine where he is for now. Until God, we believe, puts you on another another pedestal. Come up here a little higher, Doug. I got something for we'll you. We'll come to your church, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good. <laughs> I'll get the tithe box. Right. <laughs> right. Do you see a, uh, a curse in all this for the generations? Yeah, and it's atheism, honestly. Because, like I was saying, people don't apply values to their day-to-day lives. Hmm. Sometimes at no fault of their own. So if if I were going to say anything to anyone listening who is an atheist or even Christian or whatever, I don't, I don't care what you are, mm-hmm. I hope you think about those three aspects I talked about earlier, love, business, and health. Hmm. Because atheism is nothing but a void without some sort of values to back it up. Mm. So the other thing I would add on to that is to question authority and don't be so quick to enact things at the expense of others. Right. Mm. So it's kind of like the golden rule, right? Mm. treat others how you want to be treated that's right so when you're looking at your political figures your religious figures your news figures think about the things they're saying and think about who else they are affecting besides the victims they're putting on a pedestal Hmm. because those can very easily turn into 
you know, the the Golden Bulls or whatever other idolatry that might come up in your day-to-day life that people are worshiping. Or mm-hmm. even you yourself are worshiping, you don't even realize it. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Wow. I'm hmm. coming to your church, though. <laughs> he just talked about the golden calf, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. Let us know what you think. This is a really powerful topic. This is a divisive topic. I wish I'd like to get in a room full of people who don't believe in God and just, I want to ask some questions myself, you know, but just basic, nothing, no agenda, no sleight of hand, you know, just this is what I think. Yeah. Let me know what you think, Hmm. you know? So, Maybe we make that happen, Terrence J. Let's do it. I, I'm all for it, man. I, I love this. I love it. We breaking curses, man. Tear them walls down. Yes. Tear them down. Well, we're going to get out of here. This is John Barnett. And this is Terrence J. We will talk to you later. And it's apparent y'all left something in the water. Can't pretend that I'm not bothered by the sins of my fathers. Breaking. Breaking. Curses. Breaking.